Welcome to Seeds, a show where we talk with people who are living lives of purpose and doing amazing things that make a positive impact in our world. We take time to listen to them as they reflect on their life journeys and what has shaped them into who they are today and what motivates them to be involved in what they do. Well, kia ora everyone and welcome on to Seeds Podcast. I recently caught up with Steve Penny, who was one of the guests on the show uh, now about a year and a half ago, and he had posted something on LinkedIn that intrigued me because he was pretty open and honest about his struggles with mental health and depression. And so I invited him to come back on Seeds just to be able to share about what he's been going through in the hopes that it may help some of you as well or people you know. So let's get straight into it. Well, it's a real pleasure to welcome back to the podcast, Steve Penny. Thank you for joining me. No problem at all. Thank you for inviting me back. It's yeah. good to be here. Yeah, it's great to have you here again. And um, I've only done a few episodes where I've talked to people twice. Mm-hmm. And usually there's something that's happened or that I think would be of interest to listeners as a follow-up to the original story. Okay. So in, in the original interview, we talked about your life, your background, your career, what you've done. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was really intrigued by a LinkedIn post, maybe just before Christmas at some point. Yeah, I think about the end of November, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and I'd just be curious um, about what you were posting about, yeah. and then, yeah, we'll just have a conversation about that. Uh, it's a topic that's probably a little bit taboo still in the world, and it's, it's to do with uh, mental health and, and the struggles that many, many people have with their mental health. And I, I came to a realisation uh, probably early last year that I was struggling personally with um, everything that was going on in my life at the time. Obviously, COVID was a part of that, and, and you know, life can be very stressful. Um, and I noticed that I was really struggling with a few things and uh, you know, very quickly came to the realisation that I needed to get some help. Um, and part of that help was talking about what was going on for me. Um, and so I decided that um, it would be a good idea to share my experiences, what I'd done, how, you know, how I'd dealt with a particular situation that I found myself in, on, uh, with the hope that, that other people would find it in some way instructive and potentially uh, encourage them to also seek some help. Because mm. I think as, as a man in New Zealand and probably in the UK and many other places as well, asking for help for your, for your mental health is something that's difficult to do. You know, we feel that we, we should always be able to cope and that it, it's, everything's on our shoulders and, and, and asking for help is a sign of weakness and, and there's a whole load of, of, of masculinity issues attached to it that, that I think uh, really make it difficult for us to, to control our mental health as well as, as others do. Um, and that's really borne out by scary statistics like 74% of the suicides in New Zealand are men. Um, and, and when you hear things like that, you make, it makes you realise that you know, there is a problem and mm. we need to do something about it. Yeah. And particularly in the last year with COVID, there's been huge amounts of disruption to businesses and ways of doing things as well. Yeah. Um, and a lot more restrictions on what you can do. I mean, if you look at the during the lockdown period, everyone was locked into their houses for an extended period of time. That mm. in itself adds a lot of stress. It's not your normal way of living. Mm. Um, being forced into those situations means you confront things that you wouldn't normally confront, and that can that can cause stresses and, uh, and issues as well. So there's, you know, I think it's, it was a bad year last year, mm. uh, and it just that and 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 just wanted to be part of. The conversation, I guess, as much as anything, is what encouraged me to, to make that post on LinkedIn. Mm. Uh, and, and you know, it was—it seemed to be reasonably well received. There was quite a few views, over ten thousand views of the post, and, uh, and and quite a lot of comments. And every single comment that I got was a positive comment. Thank you for sharing. And I've had to do similar things myself, and that kind of content. So it, it made me feel that I'd, I'd done the right thing, mm. um, and that maybe that there was going to be some benefit to others from me, you know, sharing that information. Mm. 
Yeah, it comes up actually as a theme in the podcast, um, people willing to talk about this. Um, The fact that we, you know, we talk about health and nutrition and our bodies, you know, like you need to go to the gym and you need to exercise and you need to do these things. It's kind of taken for granted that the physical health, you know, you can see the tangible sort of, this is what you eat, this is how much you sleep, and here's the result. But for some reason, we disassociate when it comes to the idea of mental health and, and, you know, keeping things functioning well in that sense is is important too. There was a a good analogy given to me uh, by my GP, actually, when I I went to see her with uh, what was going on with me. And she said, well, if you broke your finger, you wouldn't wait until you broke every other bone in your body before you got it fixed. And it's no different with your mental health. Mm. If you wait until everything's broken, it's too late. Mm-hmm. You need to take action early, and then you can manage what's wrong with you. And you know, it's an illness, the same as any other illness. It needs some kind of treatment, mm-hmm. uh, and if you don't treat it, it will get worse. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, that's that's really that really hit home with me. That you know, you've, we all have our limits. We all have a point at which we can't cope anymore. Mm-hmm. And and for everybody, it's different. And for everybody, the triggers that bring that point on are different. And mm-hmm. um, so, you know, we can't judge everybody by our own standards. We can't understand what stresses and strains are going on inside other people's heads only they can really understand that what you can what you can do is ask are you okay mm-hmm. can i do anything to help if you can see that somebody's struggling offer to help mm-hmm. it doesn't cost you anything mm-hmm. and a lot of the time you ask that question they'll say no i'm fine and, and you know i don't want to share but there will be one or two people that actually open up to you and then you can probably help them a bit more and and, and that you know that is something that we should all do as human beings i think we should be kinder to one another mm. we've talked a lot about that in during covid there's been this being kind to one another and not no not being too aggressive and all the rest of it and that's a that's a really important message i think for everybody we should be kinder to one another mm. yeah well that's a really practical step to take isn't it mm. um to actually ask that question yeah. i guess you have to ask it in the sense of I want to hear what you yeah, say it's as not, well. Yeah, it's not, you, can't be, yeah, you can't be blasé about it. You've got to actually yeah. be genuinely interested in, in hearing what that person has to say yeah. and actually listening rather than just waiting for your chance to speak, yeah. which is the other thing that sometimes happens. Yeah. So what would you say um, if somebody's listening to this and, and there has been some struggles, we've ad- admitted it's been a stressful year yeah. or more, um, Yeah, what would you encourage them to do or, or take as a, a first step? Well, I think the first step is recognising that you need some help. Actually, you know, sit down and think to yourself, am I coping with this situation? Am I actually able to deal with what's going on in my life? And if the answer is no, that's a point at which you say, okay, I need some help. Mm. And there are lots of services around that can help. There's, there's many confidential phone lines that we can, you can be put through to to talk about what's going on with you. You can go and see your GP, which is always confidential as well. Mm-hmm. And there's lots of groups of blokes around that if it's if it's a man that's needing the help or, or for women as well mm-hmm. so there's there's lots of resources available it's but you have to take that first step you have to say to yourself i really need some help mm-hmm. and then you need to go and seek that help mm-hmm. I, I i personally think that i'm i'm extremely fortunate that i have a family around me that are extra, very very supportive and we talk about these issues between ourselves so we talk about our own mental health on a regular basis because we don't want it to be a taboo subject. And, you know, my kids and my wife recognised that they were, I was not coping very well and I told them what was going on, and they've been incredibly supportive. And that, that's really important. If your family is disconnected from you because of the way you are, you're going to be even more isolated and it's going to make the pressure even worse. Mm. So having a good, strong family relationship is really important. Mm. And that 
isn't what everybody has got. There's a lot of people out there that don't have that, and that puts them under even more pressure. And they're the ones really that are a risk. I think mm-hmm. they, they, you know you need to you need to if you can you need to ask for help. If mm-hmm. you can't ask for help, then there is a real problem. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, hopefully, hopefully the, the taboo is being removed, and 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 you, you know we should be more freely able to talk about these sort of type of issues. You know, we're all human beings. We've all got things that's going on in our lives that are difficult for us to deal with. Mm. Um, and you know, there's no shame in asking for that help. There's no shame in admitting that you can't cope at yeah. all. Well, that was the reason to get you to come in for a brief conversation because yeah. I think <laughs> it's important to have this sort of dialogue yeah. just to open up the opportunity that maybe somebody listening will go, oh, I should ask that person how they're doing yeah. or I should share with my GP or I should share with somebody um, how things are going because I think you're right I mean all of us me included go through more stressful times and and difficult times and yeah yeah, it it, it's okay to have those conversations and yeah yeah. well I like what you say and hopefully the the tone of this conversation is it's empowering for people because it's up to them to um, model the way they want to be within their communities and it might just be a friend or a family member or whatever you know it's it can start small but if we are able to have these conversations and it grows from there you know then maybe as society we can have um yeah it will be open to have conversations about how are you actually doing and what are some steps that can be and it should be there should be a real positive outcome from that as well i think you know you'll you should see a reduction in stress levels in people because they don't have to hold things in anymore. They don't have to try and cope on their own, mm. and, and nobody ever does have to try and cope on their own. That's that's really the point. You know, there's, there's always somebody who can help, even if it's just saying to your wife, Look, "I'm really sorry, I had a really bad day," and just her just saying, "Well, let's go out for a walk and, and just clear your head," and or something. You know, something simple like that is is sometimes all it needs. Mm-hmm. But if you don't actually say, "I need some help," you're not going to get offered help mm. most of the time. Yeah. Now we tend to be a little bit reticent about in involving ourselves in other people's lives. Yeah. You need an invitation most of the time. So that invitation is the important part, I think. Yeah. Yeah, I find as well I'm um, just riffing off of that a problem shared is a problem halved. And quite yes. often I'll be wrestling, I'll be waking up at night or something thinking about something and then I'll share it with someone and all of a sudden it seems to dissipate in terms of how yeah. big a problem it actually is. Well, I think you get, a, you get a different perspective when you do that on, on what the issue actually is. And, and sometimes also just actually talking out loud allows you to go through the thinking process to resolve the issue. Mm-hmm. When it's inside your head, you, you just go round and round in circles. But talking out loud to somebody else, sometimes it takes away the, the pain or whatever the situation is because all of a sudden you realise actually it's not as bad as it sounds mm-hmm. or th- you thought it was. And also you know, that other person's going to say, well, have you thought about it from this direction? Or what about if you do this? And it gives you different perspectives. And as soon as you've got those different perspectives, it's easier to cope with a particular situation, I've found. Yeah. Because you know, you, you're coming at it from a position. And you know, I've, my, I've been told by my um, a psychologist a couple of times that I'm very good at ruminating. I'll get a problem and then I'll just think it round and round and round and round and round. Right. And every now and again, I need someone to nudge me a little bit so I change direction. Mm-hmm. And that's part of what, what goes on with me from my depression is that I get in, stuck in an issue and I can't see a way out of it and it just disappeared down a rabbit hole. Yeah. And, you know, I, the, the lesson I've learned from that is I go and talk to somebody, whether it's my wife or whether it's a colleague or whoever it may be, about what the issue is. And they say, well, why don't you try? And they give you a couple of different options. And then all of a sudden, that thing that's been the biggest thing in your life mm. suddenly isn't anymore. Mm. And it's just, you know, just 
opening yourself up to that possibility that maybe somebody has got a better point of view or maybe somebody can give you, uh, you know, a tool of some kind to help mm. with that issue. Yeah. It's, you know, it's really important for all of us. Yeah, definitely. Well, thank you so much for coming in. We're just okay. having a short little episode here just talking about this point. Yep. And if people are interested in your life story, we did record that earlier. We did. Um, <laughs> I think we talked about the future of buildings. Could buildings themselves you know, have almost artificial intelligence? That Well, they do is what they we do. concluded. They do, but yeah. you know, that, that actually engineering and designing buildings of the future will look quite different to how it's been done in the past. So if people are interested in that, we talked a lot about that topic indeed, too indeed, yeah. yeah so thanks so much for coming in and no we'll problem. put some links in the show notes and Perfect. people can check it out well, i do hope that conversation with steve was helpful i know for me there were lots of good reminders there to ask the real question of how are you doing to our colleagues our friends everybody in our lives let's look out for each other until next time